0: All right. So, speaking of America, I just this popped into my head while we were talking: the Great American Novel. I've heard yeah. two books uh, described as the Great American Novel: uh, Tom Sawyer and The Great Gatsby.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that, it's that always clear?
1: yeah. That's correct. It's always the next Great American Novel. So there's not one. It's always like. Like of a generation. Who, yeah, I guess. It's like, he's, he's going to write the next great American novel. So it's like, it's always a a new one out. So what's after know. that? Like Catcher in the Rye? Is that in the is case? That... Mm, well, that was actually banned, which is really cool. Because hmm. it had the F word in it.
0: Oh, that's it? That's what got it banned?
1: Yeah, it had the F word. And uh, got it banned from school. Yeah,
0: I read it a little um, bit.
1: Of it. I didn't finish it. I like that book. That's a it wasn't book. bad. I just didn't finish it. Especially the way they used the F word. was was like... Really good. Hmm. It's really like important. It's really cool.
0: I went through a phase of like buying historical novels that I was going to read and then just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, but I didn't.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody does.
0: I did read Huck Finn though. That was the one book in high
1: school that I was like, "This book is awesome." That book's about to get banned too now. I you know, know. I bought you a know copy. Why.
0: I know why. I had to explain to Maggie why. She was like, "Why is it going to get banned?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'll tell well, you what, word." <laughs> Well, she never read it, apparently, but she didn't know about that. Oh. <laughs> now yeah. he's just Jim. <laughs> did you ever see Family Guy actually yeah. did a really funny where He's like, I thought it was your name.
1: <laughs> hey, that is our word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. So today we're talking about America, patriotism, and why patriotism does not equal Christianity.
1: Right. Controversial, America, I know. America is not God's promised land, and uh, Americans are not God's chosen people.
0: That's dude. But I read that verse, and it said, "If we humble ourselves and pray, that He will hear from heaven, <laughs> yeah, and heal our land, heal our
1: land, our land."
0: John Hagee told me,
1: <laughs> "This land, this you land. know." We should have started with the song. We should have started with Carmen's. Uh we need God in America again.
0: That's a retread. We did that one. I okay. Oh we already <laughs> yeah. Did that one? yeah. Can't go to the been? Carmen Well twice. Uh
1: <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Oh wait, so we didn't we didn't use the Carmen song uh We Wanna Riot when all the riots were going on. No, we know we didn't use that one. <laughs> yeah. We use colored people. Oh dang. Yeah. Like a missed opportunity. Right?
0: Carmen's got a song um, for
1: everything. He does. Where's Abby? Uh, yeah, so, uh, she just, she, oh, how, what do you say? Taking some time off. Yeah,
0: yeah taking some time okay. off.
1: Yeah. Um, She's not gone.
0: She, she'll be back.
1: Yeah, she just, I, personal life is getting a little stressful, and especially nighttime, you know, putting the kids to bed and everything, and um, just her personal situation is a little different right now, just temporarily right now, um, and so, yeah, she just needs break from time to just chill and not uh, have to worry about getting on this and, and doing stuff and kids crying and, you know, which we have kids, totally understand. And absolutely. So uh,
0: maybe if we make, maybe if we make a point she doesn't like, she'll jump
1: on and <laughs> yeah. She's probably, yeah. She's probably watching while she's putting the baby down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So um, where do you want to start as far as just like what, what would you say? Why, why do you think people think that America and United States is God's country, God's land, God's people? You know, where does that come from? Why is that? Why is that a thing?
0: Branding, good branding, mostly. <laughs> it's on the money. It's in the Pledge of Allegiance. It's the you know use the portraits of Washington praying. It's the whole idea, mm. Christian nation founded by <clears throat> Christians. This must be God's blessed land. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, like, endowed by a creator is a a big one, because I think one thing that separates the United States from a lot of other countries is the idea of rights,
2: right? And,
1: uh, the idea that rights are not created and given by a power, they are inherent that we just something we have, and they're recognized and protected, right? And so that's a big uh, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. That's the number one. I, I think like everything, a lot of political division and strife comes from that idea of rights. Mm. What is a right? Where right. does it come from? Is it given? Because the rights that are given can be taken away. So, And as people think that should. So when we're talking about stuff like the right to free speech, it's like, why are you getting so bent out of shape? That's just a right. It's like, yeah, but right, like that, what are you talking about? You know, that's where... People get the idea of like this is something that like God gave us, which that's something we could talk about too. As far as like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness—is that a right given by those rights given by God? I mean, like, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> to life, I assume, but uh, yeah, like what does that mean? You know, what does it mean? Like that we have, like pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like we well, have we have a right, and you know, every time. I feel very weird going to God saying, I have my rights. (laughs) We have a covenant as far as with his people have a covenant, but human beings have certain rights. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, I mean, that whole thing is a, a matter of worldview too. Like what, like you said, do we have a right to the pursuit of happiness? Well, how do you define happiness and your pursuit of it? Yeah, What's your ultimate good? And that's going to change how you look at that idea. But I mean, so unalienable rights is baked into the Constitution and the people who wrote it, they they may not have all been like Trinitarian Orthodox Christians, but they all had a theistic worldview at the very least. Yeah. Like they had the idea that we were created by a God and that gives us value. Well, so...
1: again. That, that's only because that was the only game in town. Right. right. True. Well, is that true? I mean, Darwin wasn't around yet.
0: No, but I mean, there was
1: other Were there naturalistic philosophy, the godless worldviews back then. I I mean, guess there, was, there was deism, which is, I mean, that's, it's kind of naturalism that God started, you know? Yeah. Still God like has well, not the God of the Bible, but like, right. a, God. a God. Yeah. And that was Thomas Jefferson, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Who else? Yeah. Was
1: oh man. I think Franklin was too.
0: Franklin, mm-hmm. <laughs> You got a problem with Ben Franklin? <laughs> Debauchery. Frickin they were all oh, a man, all of them were hedonists. But yeah, he was pretty bad.
2: <laughs>
0: but Jefferson's the one who like edited his own Bible. Right. <laughs> he would like chop out stuff he didn't like. And he was like, well, I'll read this when I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a weird one. Just to see that there's no problem with doing that. Like, what? Okay. Um, yeah. So, Rights rights are a weird one because I, th- I think we have a certain – so we're all created in the image of God. And so that's that's where I would kind of land biblically on that is that all human beings are created in, in the image of God. We are not right. animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't used to be animals. Uh, and we were created by God in his image uh, special. And so with that comes a certain dignity and respect and inherent uh, dignity and and for compassion and, you know, a right to compassion. I would say a right to life and right for right to protection. Um, and yeah, just the ideas of justice, uh, for all, uh, for all human beings, not just for Christians, not just for people who believe in God or whatever, but, um, the human being is, yeah, like has a certain inherent dignity. And so with that come certain rights, I would say, yeah, to life uh, and to justice and to liberty and pursuit of happiness. So I heard this recently that that originally came from John Locke, the John Locke hmm. sort of creed of, and it was life, liberty, and the and property, right, that, right. That, we have, that we have a right to, is hmm. life, liberty, and property. So and, and that Thomas Jefferson uh, specifically, Dan Crenshaw talked about this he said that uh, Thomas Jefferson intentionally didn't put that in there property because black people were considered property and he knew that mm. if we made that a founding document then that would be that would be problematic for abolition so it was actually right. an abolitionist move to mm. put pursuit of happiness instead of property because <laughs> that's the creed life liberty and property but he right. he switched it saying look we're going to you know it was an abolitionist move it was an abolitionist step, basically, to not put property and to put pursuit of happiness to change it with something in pursuit of happiness. So, yeah, that was. So I thought that I've, was interesting.
0: I've heard that before. That the the idea in the Constitution was a, uh, and you know, Wilson would say the better way to end slavery <sighs> was progressively, gradually,
1: politically, yeah. as opposed to fighting a war over it after a hundred years that killed millions of people. Yeah. Including black people.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. That's kind of a weird one because, you know, first saying like, oh, we shouldn't have fought a war to end slavery. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, of course, we should have said, like, well, there could have been other ways politically, civilly to end it, you know, uh, gradually, incrementally end it. Um,
0: well, it's kind of one of those, the, the modern idea that. Slavery going
1: on for longer. Right. You know?
0: And the idea is slavery is bad, so you do whatever you have to do to end slavery.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's like the abortion argument, you know? It's like, would we uh, fight a, war, a civil war to end abortion? I mean, I, I don't think it, would ever, if it if somebody took up arms, I guess we could. But, um, yeah, let's talk about uh, the new abolitionist movement against abortion and uh, having that be – because I know, like, Jeff Durbin is very much not, a, not for the incrementalist approach. Right. But like Doug Wilson is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've never really heard them talk about that. As no, long as like gradual progression of, of getting rid of abortion. Um, but Jeff Durbin's not talking about fighting a war to kill right. each other over abortion either. So I don't know, like, you know, which I don't. I kind of don't get either because it's it's almost like Jeff Durbin is taking an incrementalist approach, but with more a little more outright activism. Yes, protesting in front of the abortion mills and. Doing that kind of thing because, but he's not storming inside with his AR, trying right. to protect, <laughs> trying to protect people being being killed, right? Because if it was like if people were walking five year olds into that building right. to be to be shot, he would take up arms, right? Right. And I would assume, boom, and he's saying there's no difference, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was something that was kind of like, I'm not disagreeing. Like, I don't want this sounds like opposition to, to Jeff Durbin in the, in the abolishment of the abolition of um, abortion, which I'm, I'm not against that. I'm for that. But that's an interesting question to maybe like discuss is if it's, if, if killing a five-year-old is exact same as killing a five month old in the womb, you know, uh, uh, not five month old, but like five months along pregnant in the womb, and that's what they're doing in that building. Why Why aren't we taking up arms mm. in a more militaristic, save lives fashion, right? Someone shoots up a school, we take arms, go inside and get that shooter out, right? right. Killing, who's killing children? We believe these abortion mills are doing the same thing. Why are we not, you know, is that an omission of some sort of difference, you know? Hmm,
0: I think, so th- the way that I think he talks about not incrementalism is that it, it, it's different because he's talking in a political sense yeah in that it should just be illegal not it should be illegal to this point then it'll be illegal to this point but just illegal altogether
1: well in a lot of places it is it is illegal still but it still happens like technically yeah but they're not enforcing it right so well that's because and, but again i think arizona is one of those states where Jeff driven lives so they're doing yes yes yeah. and it's like and he and constantly uh uh quotes the law right? The, right the code or whatever it is to them mm-hmm. it's like okay this is illegal they're illegally killing children why are you not taking up arms and running in there you know what i mean and i i don't know that seems like a like a <laughs> inconsistency i guess you know what i mean like i just don't have how to which i which I, I would i don't want to sound again i don't want to sound like opposition but mm-hmm. like what's the answer to that like what i'd like to hear him kind of discuss that of like if there is no difference maybe he maybe he acknowledges some sort of difference but not in morality i mean because there is that you know, there is that argument of like uh, i heard someone i think ben shapiro talked about it someone like was on twitter getting a lot of traction or something about like all the uh this argument that crushes the pro life side, you know, that right. destroys pro life, right? Right. And the, the argument was it was like a it was like a scenario, right? A hypothetical scenario. And the scenario is you're in a building and uh, you're like you know in a clinic, whatever, and it's burning down, and you will you can only save you, you can look see a five year old is in the building and a box of a hundred viable embryos, right? And, uh, uh, you know, viable embryos, that, that life, the conceived life, right? And uh, who do you, who you can only take one. Who do you take? Take the five-year-old or you take the 100 uh, viable embryos, right. right? Same thing. And it saves more lives. The viable embryos, you know, 100, you're saving 100 life, children's lives over one life. Over one. Right. And right. So that's that's the scenario. What do you do? And, of course, the obvious answer, the, the, the monster answer is to take the embryos <laughs> and leave the five-year-old child in the in the building to die, right? Right. So, and you know, so it's like the catch-22, like, okay, you know, you would pick the five-year-old, wouldn't you? It's like, yes, I would. It's like, boom, pro-life argument, squash, because you choose the one life over the 100 lives, and you're admitting there's a difference, right? Right. So and that was kind of weird i was like okay yeah i mean uh I, I would take the five-year-old kid um but i think there's more to it than just that scenario presents because there's a, it, what ben shapiro was saying and, and i agree there's a difference between moral logic and moral instinct right mm-hmm. so like the moral logic what's morally logically consistent logically is to save the 100 viable embryos they're both equally life so save the more life as you can right that's the moral thing to do but you're talking about me as a human being me with eyes and a heart and like you know i i would take the five-year-old that's my moral instinct you're asking what i would do you're not asking me what's morally logically consistent
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right so you ask me what i would do i would take the five-year-old because we already know this. It's, it's harder to kill someone you can look in the eyes. Right. right? That's why Planned Parenthood do not uh, do yes. sonograms. <laughs> <laughs> and they know that. That's why they don't want to do sonograms because it's harder to kill someone you can see. Right. So and that's the thing with the 100 embryos in a box or a five-year-old child looking me in the eyes. Right. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. There is a moral instinctual difference there. Uh, but not immoral logically consistent it would be morally logically consistent to take the 100 embryos right so you ask me what i would do what i would do is take the five and if it was my kid over a million viable embryos i'd take my kid every time if it was my kid over a hun- you know over 100 babies you know what i mean like now we're getting into like i love my kid more than other kids you know that's not morally consistent okay um, what are you talking about here so yeah, that's uh that was that's the whole like argument that crushes pro pro life well, whatever, whatever. The
0: question is weird because it gives away kind of their position that they don't I mean I guess they do admit but they don't super admit that it's asking you whose lives are more valuable implying
1: that somebody's life is more valuable than somebody else's. Well, they 100% believe that? Right, 100% that's believe that. They, they, the, 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 the idea of the—I don't know how we got an abortion, but the idea <laughs> that that uh, it's not a baby, right? That's an old argument. Right. That's not an argument anymore. No, there's no one saying, "Well, it's a clump of cells." Right. If someone is that, they're arguing in a in a in a framework about 20 years old. Right. right? That that we know, people know. Yeah, this is a living human being right. because what else is it? Got a beating heart and his own set of fingerprints. What are you talking about? So clump of cells. That's that, that argument is gone. That argument is not even gone because women don't even know they're pregnant until it has a beating heart. Right. Yeah, the baby has a beating heart at five weeks, right? You may not skip your period and realize you're late on the next cycle five weeks later, it's four two weeks, weeks. weeks or whatever. It's already the baby's already got heartbeat, and so most abortions are not done before five weeks. That's just a statistical fact. So. Yeah, so there's already a heartbeat. It's already got his own DNA, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, the argument that there is a difference of life, and some life is worth more than others. Yeah, that's the argument. That's what they're saying. I have a right to kill this life. Right. The mother has the right more rights. Again, it goes back to rights. Right. Who has the more rights? Who, who has, has the more? Bigger. Who has the bigger rights? Right. Who has <laughs> the more important rights? Who has the more valuable rights? The mother. Right. It's like, you know, the baby doesn't have rights yet because it hasn't taken a breath or whatever arbitrary checkpoint one we want well, to put the new,
0: on. the new argument is is uh, personhood, the idea that you can be a human and not a person, which is crazy because it's like these are all arguments that can be super consistent with slavery.
1: Yeah, like 3 fourths person maybe? <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Exactly. Three-fifths yeah, person, three-fifth,
1: person, three-fifth person. Yeah. weird. Yeah. You're not, full, you're not a real person. But that's exactly the exact same argument. It's the, the, the it's not a person argument is the same argument that's been used. To cover up for a bunch of travesties, the Holocaust. Well, they're not really people. Yeah. they're the problem. They're vermin. Right? They're vermin. They're the pest. They, they just need to be wiped out. You know, black black slaves. Well, they're not really people. You know, they can't really think like we can. It's it's the same old lie. It's the same old lie that people use to to account for travesties over and
0: I don't think over again. I don't think they're comfortable having that argument because I don't think anybody gives them that argument. But you you can't separate. Abortion from its its uh, roots in eugenics, and yeah. eugenics is that idea, like, well, which people are better people, yeah. which people are superior people.
1: We that, need to we need to breed a better people, yeah. right,
0: right? We need to find the the acceptable traits and breed them in, and get rid of the less acceptable traits. Yeah. Which it seems like an anti American idea, but I mean, you know, abortion is like is seeking to be enshrined in American law at this point. Yeah. Um, Do we establish- can we establish this? that I, I, I hate this idea that if the Supreme Court makes a decision, it's
1: the law. Yeah, people really don't understand what it's the not Supreme how that Court is. At all. They're not legislators.
0: They got a bad name. I think that was the problem, calling them the Supreme Court.
1: That sounds pretty good. Yeah. What's the like, Supreme awesome. Court? <laughs> I remember that. Speaking of Seinfeld, we were talking about Seinfeld earlier. That, that, was, uh, that was used on Seinfeld where Elaine had a boyfriend and she he was so perfect, but he was pro-life. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> he was the villain
1: yeah so she's like so because uh yeah it was something about like that was it that was the deal breaker like oh i can't believe it and so <laughs> uh or oh, because she like didn't like somebody else because they were pro-life and, he, and they were like well how did your boyfriend feel about that she's like oh i'm sure we haven't talked about it but i'm sure you know <laughs> and, like, and so he brought it up <laughs> she brings it she brings it up to him and he's like yeah and she's like yeah, and that's great because you're pro-life, right? Or because, you know, abortion. And then he's like, one day we're going to change that law. We're going to change. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and then they get into, they get into it. They get into a fight about it, right? They get into this, like, debate about it. And he's like, what gives you the right to terminate that abortion? She goes, the Supreme Court gives me the right. He's like, no, they don't.
2: They, don't have they
1: interpret the constitution. They determine what things what are constitutional. Right. That's all the Supreme Court does. People really don't understand that of like they're not giving you a new right. You know, they're not making they're not making laws. They're not legislators. They don't enact policy and enact like this is the new law of the land. They right. determine which laws and policies and ideas and things are constitution, are constitutional. Right. And saying this is constitutional? This is not constitutional. And that will influence legislation and everything, but that's their job.
0: But we're out of whack with everything, too. Just, just the idea of executive orders
2: yeah. the president
0: that he just can bypass everything.
2: Yeah. Executive the king, King yeah, of America. Exactly.
1: He gets a few.
0: Like we'll give him that one.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. But it's, it's weird, man. Yeah.
2: We're
0: so far divorced from the idea of the United States now to where we are. I remember um When I was in college, my history class, the first day, my my professor wrote a thing on the board, a sentence, and it said, uh, the United States is 50 different states uh, together forming one union. And he said, what's the problem with the sentence? And he said, well, right now, there's nothing wrong with the sentence, but before the Civil War, it would have been the United States are, not the United States is. And after the Civil War, we have like this monolith mentality That instead of separate states, we're one big, it's more like a a corporate structure. Federalism. The president is the CEO. Yeah, right. Federalism is gone. The president is the CEO and it just goes down from there.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's true. It used to be this idea that we were all just kind of agreeing to do things together. Now it's like we're one. Right.
2: Huh. That's interesting.
0: Wilson talked about that in... uh, uh, free Speech Apocalypse, which is really good. If you haven't seen it yet, it's so good. Yeah, I've seen that one. He talks about how well, the problem was that we had states that were new that were uh, where the government was older than the states. So now the states assume that they got their origin and authority from the government instead of the mm-hmm. other way around.
1: Hmm. Like I'm a Texan first, and then we just became Americans. Like, right.
0: And so like, well, America gave us the right to be a state, so they must be in charge of us on yeah. a federal well, as opposed to we're agreeing to these conditions, but don't get too cozy with your ability to tell us what to do,
1: nah, which is kind of where it, we are now. now yeah. It's like a sweeping oh, yeah. you know, legislation and policy. Which like is so ours.
0: crazy to think about even Congress, like to think that somebody in California has sway over what's going to happen here yeah. or somebody in Idaho can determine what's going to happen in Vermont. Like that's insane. That's an insane idea.
1: Well, the world's getting smaller especially in 2020 of like, of this, you know, like we get on weekly. I sometimes, you know, daily with people who are not uh, in my state or not in my country. I, I speak right. on the phone, a conference call, with people from India and Canada and all over Australia, you know, for my work. So, and we can talk just like we're talking. So it's like, we can run our work and do everything worldwide. Um, so it, yeah, it makes it a little harder to be like, well, that's happening over there. Right. Over there seems a lot closer and a lot more accessible. I can get there in a few hours, you know, rather than like it took me a week to get there before, you know. my well, horse, horse and buggy. <laughs> if I made it, yeah,
0: we didn't get caught by a highwayman on the way.
1: You can make the Rockies <laughs> before winter. <laughs> <If> <laughs> you can, we're gonna make you can visit California. If not, then. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. I think we forget that too, like the difficulty that it took to set up. I, I,
0: When we were talking about the idea of Columbus statue, we were talking about this before we got on, about Columbus statue here in, in town being torn down and then changing the name of the park after him and all that. We have this weird idea now. Um, I think the problem is is previous generations had this sort of like apotheosis of the explorers and the founding fathers that they were these great men. Like George Washington was a saint. He was an American saint. Like, we couldn't look at him as a real person who had flaws. He was a, he was a saint. Yeah. He did great things. And then this next generation is like, oh, but he owns slaves. That's a bad thing. Yeah. And they can't – neither side can differentiate. Like, he has to be perfect or he has to be evil. It can't be like, well, like all people, he did some good things and he did some bad things. And yeah. that's the history of America. Yeah. But we're at a point now no. where if history is inconvenient or something bad happened, we have to erase it.
1: Yeah. It's because, so there, there's this idea that, that we, uh, it, it comes from a godless worldview that they don't believe in evil, right? They don't believe in sin. Right. So you can't, there's no hating sin, not the sinner, And there's no separation. <laughs> right. It's just, it's all materialism. And that's communism. Communism is pure materialism because all that matters is the redistribution of the stuff. Right. Make sure everyone gets the food, the bed, the house, the whatever, the stuff, the medicine. You know, that's what, is, that's what matters. There's no aspect of, well, what does this do for your soul? What does this do for your mind? Like, what is this? What is like ethereal, supernatural, immaterial concepts? Or just, no, it's, it's, it's pure materialism. And that's what a naturalism is. That's what evolution and the Big Bang, that's why it fits all with those things, because all that matters is the material. So you talk about sin, what is that? There's no such thing as evil. There's no such thing as good or evil. You make your own good. You make your own evil. It's all just, you know, humanity. Uh, so when you don't believe in evil, you have nothing to attack but the symbol, right? The flag, the statue. Right. So that, the you know, the the evil behind this thing is what we should against and attack Correct. and defeat and, and rid ourselves of So
0: what you're saying is there is no
1: sin it's just a <laughs> symbol the person they can't extract the sin from the physical material person right. so get rid of the person and or get rid of the statue yeah. or get rid of the flag the symbol they they attack symbols because they don't believe in evil
2: hmm.
0: well that's i mean that's the biblical idea we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities powers rulers of dark like paul I don't knew believe that, that it's all flesh Right, right, exactly. It's all material. It's all stuff. If I can't touch it, it's
1: not real. Yes. Except exactly. for some reason, rights are real and dignity is but real. But they're not. They, they can be given and taken, and they're this arbitrary thing. Remember Aaron Ross? I do remember know, Rock, do some, remember. You know <laughs> Right? Because they didn't have rights, that black people didn't right, have they rights. they didn't have rights. Until we gave them them. But somehow it's still wrong. How is that not? That's racist. How is that not racist? <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs>
0: Even the idea of racism, like that's a biblical concept to be anti racism. Like that, yeah. you, you don't get that idea of anti tribalism from anywhere but the Bible. Everything else is tribal. Even other religions are tribal. Like yeah. Islam is an extremely tribal religion where you have one sect of Islam fighting another sect of Islam in war. Like that's yeah. a tribal idea.
2: Well, uh, Christianity yeah. was to
0: kind of tore that down. Like no more tribes. We're all one man in Christ.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause that's all you have is your, is your identity group <clears throat> right? In, with that. And that's where a lot of that comes from that critical race theory and, and identity politics of like, well, you are, you're not you, there's no individuality. There's mm-hmm. no individual. You're, you're, your group. We're all part of a group. Those groups intersect. And yeah. So but, the,
0: the idea that's complicated and I guess it's where we started and I kind of want to circle back to it is the idea that America is a Christian nation. Yeah. Because that's the, popular argument that's the thing that people argue against and for the idea that america is a christian nation and therefore god mm-hmm. um, i i think the mistake is categories there in that america wasn't a christian nation but it was founded by people who had a biblical worldview which is not the same thing
1: yeah they had a Godly, lee right opposed to godless godly right. worldview god involved right there worldview was a god. Of, of rights mm-hmm. and morality and justice and these things were not just something created by a bunch of smart people. We kind of just thought them up as we create philosophy or whatever. But that they just they were there. They right. were real things. And like we don't create reason. It's we use that, reason. It just exists. Yeah, it just exists. Um, and that's morality. That's justice. And that's yeah, God. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, who said it about like the, these these laws or this constitution is only fit for a moral and religious Nation or some more religious people. It was, it was John, uh, Adams. John
0: Adams. Yeah, it was John Adams.
1: Said that, yeah, about like this stuff only works for, for in a God. Right. <laughs> if you believe that there's something called morality, there's something called justice. <laughs> if that's just changing with the generation, then yeah, who knows what we're going to have in 20 years, 50 years, whatever. You know? I don't think
0: they could fathom like the world we live in now.
1: Yeah, I think they took a lot for granted. I think they did take a lot. The founders took a lot for granted, Were just like, like, oh, well, that's not my truth like what are you talking about yeah like, they wouldn't even know how to like i think respond to like this postmodern idea of, of evil and sin and, and right and justice and good and it was just like well yeah that's that's what it is you know we those things exist you know it wasn't i don't know maybe they did maybe there was some like sort of postmodern anti-truth you right you do you kind of i can't fathom
0: but, that that existed like that that kind of sure person would sure. ever be given a, a platform or taken seriously in any way
1: robespierre and like uh jean jean Rousseau of like um the french revolution and stuff you know like that's kind of where that came from that's where the left and right came from
2: mm.
1: was like the left of the their uh i forget what it was it was in the, in the french is where the ideas of left and right political left and right came from and the political left was that marxist sort of idea you know it wasn't called Marxism, I don't think right. but uh, it was that leftist idea of like uh, communism, the proletariat against the bourgeois, the right. you know uh, yeah, that's so I don't and there's no God in that, right? Was, was it wasn't right. one of their was it one of their slogans like the the last king was strangled with the intestines of the last priest or something yes. and they made their own they made their own religion to reason. Right, French Revolution was insane. I want to read more about it. Like the, a lot of stuff, I've just kind of picked up peripherally. But um, I want to really like do a deep dive on the French Revolution because what I have read of it is just bad stuff. I mean, they just <laughs> killed everyone. I mean, Robespierre was like one of the first people to the guillotine. He was like the leader. Right.
0: Well, I mean, that's <laughs> how it happens, right? Who the the people who helped uh, set up the communist revolution in Russia were some of the first ones to go when they were inconvenient.
1: Yeah, the the useful idiots. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the mob. That's the woke mob we see now. I it's love like,
0: the uh, the photographic doctoring they used to do in in Russia when they had to airbrush yeah. people out, and you just see like slowly
1: people disappearing. Did you hear? Did you hear the briefing with Albert Muller was talking about that? No. You talk about statues and erasing history and stuff, and how those are the limits. Well, there's no limiting principles to any to the to the woke left mob. Right. So it's just go further, go further, go further. There's no well, this, mar- this far, no further, right? This much right. and no further. There's no, there's nothing about that. It's there's just, no so Czechoslovakia took that or the Czech Republic at the time, I guess, uh, now it took that to the extreme of yeah, deleting people and yeah. and yeah, yeah. The Soviet Union deleted people from photographs, they scrubbed them out. They'll yeah. be like, you talk about like how there'd be an extra hand in a group handshake. <laughs> There would, and there'd be like a floating Russian fur hat. Like, oh, that's amazing. And it's like, what's that? <laughs> it's like, but I mean, that's what we're up.
0: doing now. We're doing but that you now. You can track down
1: all the photos because they had encyclopedias. So, right. like, in the next volume of encyclopedias, you see that extra hand, right? We have Wikipedia, gets changed every day now. So, you can't really be a little harder to you? do something like that now. But, right. yeah. To do that. I mean,
0: we're doing that now in history with like, oh, we can't talk about Columbus, we can't celebrate him. It's indigenous people's day. We erase his name, we don't talk well, about him.
1: So the so the so the counter to that is, well, no, we're not erasing history. We're taking it out of the streets, right? And we're putting... it. Well, they're not, they're destroying it. But right, right. if you are <laughs> saying you can never make a statue of Columbus or that you can't move a statue of Columbus move him to a museum. Move, because he's Confederate statues to a museum and like hide them, you know, which I, I think a lot of Confederate, like the, the argument for Confederate statues, I think is good because right. they were erected many, many years ago as a kind of middle finger to black people and right. of like, oh, man, we tried to do it or something or like a uh, middle finger to the Union, even right. of like, you know, it's still a good man, it's still or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And but then there's also like the, the idea that kind of uh, honoring worthy foes, I guess. Hmm. You ever read Invincible? No. So was that,
0: uh, Zamperini?
1: Oh it was Kirkman and Ryan Otley. Invincible. Oh, okay. Invincible. A
0: comic. Oh the comic. I, I thought you were talking about a book.
1: No. But, but no I, also I haven't read the book. I'm about comics. <laughs> comic books are books. As a <laughs> as a big book advocate, I will say comics. <laughs> are books illustrated um, novels comics are dolls. literature some comics are literature that's why I said some comic some books are literature some books are not right some comics are literature some are not
0: we had that argument in my english class in college if stephen king counted as literature
1: Mm-mm. you can't end all your books the same exact way and be literature he <laughs> <laughs> always ends up with a big explosion of some kind or some kind because <laughs> he
0: writes book. himself into a corner it's the only way to finish like, it just blew up. That was the story about the stand when he kills
1: the Deus Ex Machina, literally. <laughs>
0: yeah. He wrote himself like, into a quarter and was like, I gotta end it somehow.
1: God showed up. <laughs> the whole, three, all of everything was meaningless. Like, okay. Cal- that's a good Calvinist story, though, the stand of uh, that being like kind of like God's sovereignty over, like, yeah, right. you know, all these, the saints and the good people fighting in the war and thing. And it's like at the end, God just shows up and like sets everything right. And it's uh-huh. like, that's kind of like that's kind of we do i guess but um but anyway yeah the comic invincible the the big bad villain um he fought this tiger guy who was also his he wasn't necessarily a good guy he's kind of a boba fett character but he was like a worthy foe and it was very like Roman Coliseum, kind of like, I'm the champion, and no one is as strong as me, and mm-hmm. you know, it's basically a Superman character or like right. a Super Saiyan. So Invincible basically is, uh, what if Peter Parker was Superman? Right. You know, with Mark Grayson as this young boy who has power of Superman, but he's a teenager with teenage problems and life on Earth, and with a like kind of Dragon Ball Z plot where mm-hmm. his father was sent to Earth to conquer it,
2: right? And then, but ended up oh, starting man.
1: starting like a Justice League with on Earth and stuff, and didn't conquer it. And then the Vegeta character kind of comes and is like, why haven't you destroyed this planet yet? Oh, so good. And he's like, Oh yeah, I have to destroy the planet. So then he turns evil <laughs> and is like, ah, it's awesome. Freaking invincible is like one of the best comics ever. It's like the comics best kept secret. It's amazing. Mm. And, uh, but anyway, so that, that Vegeta character, that evil bad guy is like fights this other tiger man thing. And it's like, he's only worthy foe. It's like the only one who could like go toe to toe with them mm. and like, you know they get this and, and this crazy epic battle and stuff. Finally, after a long like story arc leads up to this big battle, and uh, he finally fights him, and he kills him. Well, then he spends the rest of the comic with t- with this tiger man because like the head of a tiger and like this like Superman but like a head of a head of a white tiger.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And he spends and so the so the back I his name I forget the
2: bad guy's name.
1: Um, he spends the rest of the comic with it like a shawl, like a like mm. how the Romans did it, with like a lion right. head kind of thing, or whatever. He yeah, he made it like a, like a, thing, like a cape, and but it is that like my enemy like you know honoring a worthy foe kind of thing. Right. He's just kind of like a trophy, you know. And I don't know, like, is there some kind of argument that could be made with the Confederate that just like, hey, you know, Robert Lee was a good fighter or something? I don't know. I mean, right. was there anything like that of like, yeah, we're totally against him. He was against us but we're going to honor him because I don't know. Well, I mean, the they being.
0: had different ways of looking at things back then. Back then it was, we're enemies because we are opposed philosophically, not we're enemies because I have to destroy you and everything. Mm. Like that's like, not, you cannot uh,
1: exist. Yeah. Right,
0: right. That's not an idea that exists anymore. This idea that like, well, we disagree philosophically and yeah. we're going to have issues over that, but your humanity is valid.
1: Yeah. That's the old tolerance versus the new tolerance. Right. Right. Of, uh, Someone, someone, uh, I forget, someone's was talking about Marquise, this like mm-hmm. old philosopher guy someone named Marquise, came mm-hmm. up with the idea of um, uh, a certain type of tolerance, which is like mm-hmm. prohibited, prohibitive intolerance or something like that, where it's like, you're basically the thing, the, the new tolerance, your idea can't exist. Like, we can only allow good ideas to exist. Right. You have this marketplace of ideas of, well, I think your idea is bad. I think them idea is good, and we're going to debate that. It's like, no, your idea is not allowed, mm. right? So, and the
0: problem with that is who defines what idea is allowed to exist? That's where it gets really squirrely. Yeah, and that's yeah. the uh, the thing that I've that I've heard before too that we have to struggle with this whole idea of the the unforgivable sin of the Confederacy is slavery right now and we have to be real about the fact that the confederacy was fighting for the right to own slaves like that can't yeah. be understated it's in the documentation it's in the literature this was a war about the right to own slaves yeah right? the whole reason to secede was because their rights were being impeded on Well, which right are we talking about the right to own people that was the that was their right so that the unforgivable offense is slavery Um, I forget who said it. I would have to find their name to to quote him, but they were talking about how if if we go to the Bible, the book of Philemon is a letter written to a slave owner. Mm, Yeah. And Paul still talks about him in a loving way as a good brother. Yeah. Like he didn't see that as an offense that was insurmountable. Yeah. Now he did change the relationship that he had with the slave and kind of instruct him on like, this is what you are now. Yeah. Not what you were before. But it wasn't like, well, you own this man, so therefore we're cut off completely.
1: Yeah, I think the idea of slavery too didn't always mean the chattel slavery of the American South, and that's the only context we have of slavery. Right. The only when you say the word slavery, we're thinking roots. You know, (laughs) we're thinking like that's it. That's what slavery is. Stop. But remember the movie Gladiator? Yes. Remember his guy, his like right hand man guy. Yes, that was a slave, right? So, and you think like, what, what? Like, yeah, that was a slave. He was not like an employee. I mean, as far as I know, but that that context of their relationship, I think fits more of the Philemon, yes, slave, like of of ancient slavery, at least in a lot of ways. I mean, there was abuse, and there was, right, you know, of course, but uh, and there was class system and, and all that, but. Mm-hmm. I Think it was more like that, and with and we talk about ancient Israel, that too. And, and, and also, the further back you go, before prisons, slavery was a big part of people's criminal justice system, right. civilization's criminal justice system, especially the ancient Israelites. As far as uh, well, so their law, murders, and rapists, and pedophiles, and, and things were put to death, right? Just there's no way that. <laughs> easy like there you go and you kill someone you murder somebody and it's proven by two or three witnesses then you are put to death that's that's an easy one but destruction of property theft those kind of more civil um crimes whatever uh were usually were, were you had to pay it back so if you stole something you had to pay it back and plus double right and then or if you destroy property you had to Pay it off, or you work it off, right? right. And that was a, a form of slavery because you couldn't leave. It wasn't right. like I'm not paying you; you're you're working off a debt you owe me. And if you leave, I'm gonna beat you, right? Right. The right. <laughs> there prisoners riot, and the wardens beat them back. Like there, there is that. Like that, I'm gonna take physical force on you because you are a prisoner in a sense, right? And right. you're not free to go. You're not free, right? Just like a prisoner is not free. Right, so in a lot of ways, our prison system is a form of slavery. Right, you know, it, it really is well, as far the historical context right. of slavery.
0: Well, the Thirteenth Amendment uh, has a clause like "there's there's no slavery in America except for prison labor." Prison labor yeah. is okay to slavery. That's a clause yeah. in the Thirteenth Amendment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's I think what we're seeing a lot of, and disproportionately again against Black people in being incarcerated in prison right. and having that be a form of prison, which I think is not, you, you know. It sound like oh, isn't that what you just said? No, it's not because you have murderers in there, and you right, have right. Yeah, there's there's the diff- big difference between like the the slavery of today's prison system and the slavery of like ancient Israel criminal as part of the criminal justice system was there's no restitution between the offender and the victim. There's right. no restitution of like I'm paying you back, and that's bringing community back right to the yes Right? It's oh, you're locked up. Oh, you had. A gram of weed on you, (laughs) you're, you're locking you up and caging you like an animal. You can't work, you can't learn a skill, you can't do any of these other things. We're just gonna lock you up, and just keep you alive on the taxpayer dime. So now we have to pay for someone else's situation of like, well, he stole his car. What does that do with me? We're paying for his meals now, and like in prison, he's like, okay, like (laughs) that. That's a much worse slavery uh, situation of prison than uh, what, what ancient civilizations had as part of their restitution of the community. Right. And a lot of slaves, and, and it what after seven years, no matter what, you're free, Right, the year of Jubilee, right? Well, what's so,
0: crazy about that is they had the option to not leave if they didn't want to. And most
1: crazy. didn't, and a lot didn't, because it was either, hey, I've got this like patron now, basically, who's, I'm living on their estate, they've given me a job, I'm working the land, I'm doing this, and I, I have my family. And a pretty good life. Hey, that's me with Oracle, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're paying me. I've got good health insurance. Um, I have a choice to leave, but I'm not going to. I don't. Do I like the job? Not really. Do I own the production of my labor? No, no. Right? That's a form of slavery. Right. right. It's like I'm, I'm I'm pulling crops, and I don't own them. this doesn't benefit me in any way. Well, I'm doing my work for the big, giant, multi-billion-dollar corporation I work for, and I don't own any of that. You know, I can go get a different job or do whatever. But, yeah, that was, I mean, I think that was a lot closer. So we're talking about, like, as far as slavery, we're, we're, the American slavery. First of all, everyone involved, the American slave trade, by biblical punishment, just injustice, uh, we put to death. Right. Because that was, that's the biblical law, is if you steal a man from his country, right. you would put to death. It's a death penalty. Well, That was everybody in African slave trade. Well, the Um, the
0: uncomfortable part of that is that the people who were supplying the slaves were other Africans.
1: Who were stolen, though. Right. They they stole them from their lands. Right, exactly. So the
0: the, the one tribe steals another tribe's people and then sells them to the Europeans.
1: Yeah, they all put to death. Like if you're 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 (laughs) participating in the theft of a human being from their land or from their home, you're put to death. Right. And that just takes care of all of the... American South. So every American slave trader should ought to be, by biblical standard, be put to death. Right. And that's I mean, there you go. Not to mention the atrocities against fellow image bearers that they did. You know. So, so
0: when we talk about it, when I well, how America
1: that, is God's chosen land, the fact that I put to death well, in the, American, in the uh, Antebellum of the South.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I like what you said though is the idea that the the slavery in in the in ancient Israel was the idea of restoration, right? It was supposed yeah. to reestablish community. There was restoration involved, but
1: that's a between Christian ideal. Victim, cr- criminal and victim, right? Right. There there ought to be restitution between the right, two. Right. You no know that's that. a, revenge.
0: That's a Christian ideal. Restoration is a Christian ideal that only comes from a, a God fearing worldview. The the world can't give you restoration. Cause that's not a worldly ideal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the problem with America now is that we have these ideas that we inherited from people who had a worldview that had God in it, mm-hmm. but we don't have that worldview anymore. So now we have ideas like justice, but we don't have a basis for justice. We have an idea like environmentalism. We need to protect the environment, but we don't have the idea of stewardship because that's a biblical ideal. Yeah, uh, we don't have the idea of restoration or work or you know investment in the way that we would if we were still cr- Christianized in our thinking. Now we these have things are
1: only intelligible in the Christian worldview.
0: Right, and without it, we're just kind of scraping it, reaching it in the dark. Like, well, what does it mean? What do we want it to mean now? What cast? What does it have to mean now?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we've chopped down the apple tree and yes. keep going back for apples. Yes, and it's like can't. That's not how it, works. it Doesn't work that way. It Comes from somewhere, and it ain't atoms swirling around and the
0: I guess and the the Puritans kind of when the Puritans did get here they did kind of have the idea that they wanted this to be a Christian nation right the whole idea of coming here was like okay well this is where we're planting our flag we're going to build a Christian society and it's going to spread out from here now obviously that didn't happen but is that a is that a bad thing to strive for
1: I guess um no, I mean, this, you're you're scratching my post mill <laughs> nerves here, but um, no, it, it's uh, uh, I think the, the idea that they came to establish the religious land had a lot to do with what the, what, the reason they were leaving Europe was religious persecution, right. and so it was more an alleviation of that than. Um, Let's start something new. Although that was there. I think there was like, let's, this is, I, I didn't think they were like, we're going to make this, uh, a Christian land. I, th- I thought it, I think it was just like, here's land and we're Christians. So we're, we're going to like, we we would do this there too. We would do this anywhere, you know, of, mm-hmm. of sharing the gospel and bring the gospel to all nations. Um, and I think that yeah, I think that definitely part of it there. But then that gets into ideas of, and and this is kind of like what we're also what we're talking about. We probably could have titled this uh, episode "Manifest Destiny," mm. right? right? So there's that idea, and that's what really we're talking about here. Is like, well, God wants us to right. Dot, dot. God Which wants kinda, us the comment
0: way. kind of feeds into that. I was waiting for the right time to get into it. Yeah, the idea of like a Christian president that would turn it around. That's all we need.
1: Yeah. God wants a Christian president for his people. Right. I so, <laughs> didn't even want a king for his people.
0: Oh God, so, let's go on that. Hang on, let me, hang man. on, let me,
1: Yes, let's do it. But hang on, let me get some whiskey.
0: <laughs> it's about to get deep if he's getting a whiskey. Because that's, man, that's such a, a facet that's missed. Like if we just had the right leader, we'd turn this all around. If we just had the right Supreme Court judges, we turn this all around. That's all we're missing. And we voted ourselves into a spot where we're so dependent on those people that when they don't come through, we can't do anything about it. And instead of holding their feet to the fire, we just kind of let them get away with it. The the thing that's crazy to me that I was thinking about this week is how hard and how loyal people were to Supreme Justice Brett Kavanaugh when that whole thing was going on. And not to say that what was going on was okay. Like, obviously, everything about that trial was fishy. Everything about the story was inconsistent. Uh, the whole idea of repressed, repressed memories wow. and junk science. Let me, let me hold on a second. <laughs> Very non-PC
2: t-shirt. What we're talking
0: so, about. I was talking right. about how uh, we, we keep thinking that if we have the right leader, we're going to turn this around. And the thing that struck me, this week, this past couple of weeks, is with the Supreme Court. Uh, the whole idea is that, okay, if a Republican gets in office, he's going to be able to to, uh, to uh, not elect, appoint uh, conservative judges. Yeah. Right? And that was what happened with Kavanaugh. And we fought like so hard. It was split down the middle. Of Brett Kavanaugh, and granted, the whole thing that happened with him was a kangaroo court. Like, oh, the whole story was inconsistent. Everything was just, it was to keep him, it was political. It was politically motivated. Yeah. It was a hit job. But he gets in and what does he do with his position? We're like, well, we have the spot now. This is what we wanted. He pushes through very woke ideology laws. Like it still goes through the Supreme court. We didn't accomplish anything we still have abortion. Now we have gender as a legal classification, which I I don't think people realize how much that changes everything. Like it's a legal classification now. Yeah. That's so bizarre. So we keep putting our hopes in Saul, like, you know, Mm. if we just get if we just had a leader like the other nations we'd be able to turn this thing around
1: yeah um yeah that was that was a big thing everybody was freaking out like if brett Kavanaugh gets on the supreme court it's gonna be like the handmaid's tale right yes is it women and like there was like this massive hysteria of like he's just gonna change again. It goes to the power of the Supreme Court they don't have right. the misunderstanding of that, and then also like, he's a conservative guy. Oh my gosh, it's the worst thing, and uh, women are just gonna be subject. Or, you know, I'm gonna go back to 1950 or whatever. And and I, and the whole time I was thinking like, are you crazy? No, we're not. <laughs> I, I had I I had. I didn't have as much faith in brett kavanaugh as they did right <laughs> of of that like he would end abortion mm. he was like are you crazy he's not gonna end abortion nope. like we're not gonna get that lucky of, right. of having a supreme court with the backbone to do something like that you know and he's just gonna go with the culture and go with whatever's happening right now and so i never and then guess what happened he didn't Yeah, he's. Yep. he's Siding with all these woke ideas and stuff, and these weird godless worldviews, and it's like, of course, like I don't know why anybody's surprised. I don't know why anybody, you know. Same with Gorsuch and stuff, and like that was the big Trump. That was the big thing with Trump was like, well, but Gorsuch. That was the but Gorsuch. Oh, he said this horrible thing about people, and like he said this horrible thing. He said that horrible thing, but Gorsuch. Right. Well, what? But Gorsuch now. <laughs> Sex in nineteen sixty four means the trans bisexual. Like, what are you talking about? Thanks Gorsuch. Thanks Trump. <laughs> the, the only like good things that people were looking for, like, oh, but this for you. Oh, but conservative judges. Yeah, so what? Obviously, it's not doing anything if they're all going to just sway with the put. You know, the woke current woke culture or whatever was blown in the wind right now. That, right. That's that's going on with our current society. Like, it's not going to change anything. And. Those were all the points for Trump. So now I'm like thinking. So what's the point? What my
0: <laughs> reason for voting for Trump? Well, and I think people have a short you memory, too. Lying. Like Roe v. Wade was pushed through when we had conservative majority in the state
1: court yes. also.
2: Like, it didn't did make it make
1: Bush. Right. You know, like who, 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 who are you talking about? What, what, end abortion. Then abortion is not ending. Right. It's still mean? here. If anything, it's worse.
0: Because now with more states are pushing through, like, the time frame is further now. We can get it for any reason we want. There's, like, there's less restriction than what we were supposedly getting. Yeah. So I, it's just insane to me that we keep thinking, like, well, we just don't have the right leader. It's almost like being a radical right is the same as being a radical left. Like, communism's yeah. not bad. We just haven't had anybody do it correctly yet. It's like mm-hmm. conservatism works. We just haven't had anybody do it correctly
1: yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how
0: many times are we going to try this before we realize it doesn't work?
1: That's a really good point. Yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> Jeez. But the isms are the problem.
0: I, I always – my kind of philosophy is that any ism is human beings trying to fix their problems without God. So like yeah. feminism is trying to, to heal wounds between the sexes by our own power without God. Uh, conservatism is trying to keep everybody in line. Without necessarily using God, we'll we'll use them for a slogan because it sounds good. But we don't necessarily need that to keep everybody in line. Traditional
1: family. Right. Like, what, are you what, what,
0: what tradition are you talking about? What tradition are we
1: coming from? Yeah,
0: it's just, it's crazy to me. And but we're in this point where it's like, okay, well, who, who do you want? Because we got two godless candidates. So which one are you gonna vote for? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you are you cheering for uh, the Persians or the Babylonians?
2: <laughs>
1: Who do, you, who do you want to be in charge? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Like, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Like, the Babylon Bee put it really well. It said, like, uh, you know, Christian voters are, are left with a choice again of between two parties, one that uh, mocks and pretends to stand for your values, and one that denies them outright. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it is true. It's like you have the Republican conservative right, and it's like, well— some things that they're saying sound like they line up with my biblical worldview. Uh, and, and there's some things that they think, say they believe and think line up with my worldview, but they don't do anything. Right. What are they doing that actually is pointing legislation and policy and, and things to towards a biblical worldview. Right. Not much, you know, and then the, the left just outright denies them. It's not right. Like the Bible's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah, there yeah. Were- one had Trump holds up a Bible he's never <laughs> freaking read, and then the other one is throwing the Bible in the trash. And it's like great. Well, the moment that way,
0: the moment that's interesting for me was during the first election, last his first when he got elected. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and Liberty University were like all in. This was their guy, hmm. and it cracked me up to see a picture online of Jerry Falwell posing with the president. Or not well. Now the president, but at the time, uh, the Republican nominee Donald Trump and his wife at their house, and in the background, you can see the the cover when his wife was on Playboy. Like <laughs> the conservative Christian is Coming like, out. yes, this is our guy. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my good, could you be any more of a jabroni? And like <laughs> jabroni. It, it's just Stockholm syndrome. It's like they've they've taken your cause to get votes, but yeah. you're going. To, you've learned to love it.
2: Yeah. It's it's
0: insane.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like what Democrats do with black people.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's almost as if they're two sides of the same coin.
1: Yeah, it's like we're gonna do all. We're gonna help you and in, and in, in, in we believe the things that you are fighting for and equality and and you know bring money to the inner city and help your situation or whatever. And it's like where is that? You know. Yeah. When is I mean, that going on? Minorities have been voting Democrat for decades and they're still poor and it's still, <laughs>
2: still so nothing's know, changed.
1: Nothing's changed for them. You know, I feel like we're the same way with this religious right Republicans. Yes. It's like nothing's changing. There's still abortion. There's still, you know. How many people but, but that's but that's because we're not it's not gonna come from a political party. That's right. what people are looking for yes. true biblical moral change in our culture, and they're trying to do it through legislation and policy mm. and through the presidency and through right america and uh, my pastor my pastor talked about this on sunday it's really convicting because you know he's talking about how like we see these things that that we that we say are are not in line with a godly worldview like Mm -hmm. marxism and the left and these crazy things uh and then we just get upset we just get frustrated we just get mad we just Mm -hmm. lash out and then a lot of our answers Mm -hmm. come from our political side or whatever whatever that may be and it's like that's not the Christian's response that should not be the Christian's response, you know. And we went through like Matthew five, talking about like how we are the salt and light, you know, and not to be hidden, the city on a hill, and like kind of leading the way. And that kind of that, that that verse always remind me of um, the the glad, uh, gladiator 2, That mm-hmm. one that one scene where um, he's talking with Marcus Aurelius, uh, Russell Crowe, and He's, Marcus Aurelius is asking him about, like, do you believe in what we're doing? Yeah, it's Rome. You know, we're kind of conquering and spreading our empire and stuff. Uh, do you believe in what we're doing? Like, is are we conquerors? Are we just bad people? Are we good people? Are we You know, and he says, and, and Russell Crowe says, I've seen much of the world. It is very dark. And Rome is the light. You know, he's like, we're bringing civilization to people, mm-hmm. right? And so they're going to the barbarians in the right. Goths. Like all these places that are, are really just still in the stone age still right. like and bringing running water and bringing philosophy and <laughs> bringing you know entertain like that was rome was like look i'm trying to help you right get out of the stone age and i think that's how a lot of people i think that's how christians should view christianity right you to to oh, world yes. but Not through politics. Right. Not through any kingdom of this world. Right. right? But that's where that's the mix up. That's where this patriotic idolatry comes from of like, well, we're going to show them the American way. Yes. No, we need to show them the gospel. I mean, sharing God with people in the Bible.
0: That's what's crazy about the, you know, we're going to talk about the Roman expansion. Let's talk about the American expansion. When we went into the Middle East under Bush, the whole idea is we're going to establish democracy we're going to yep. go in there we're going to topple we're going to topple dictators and we're going to establish democracy we establish democracy and the first thing they do is vote in dictators <laughs> like we gave them a model of america but we didn't change anybody's heart or mind because you can't do that through politics
1: well he'll take care of us right like, the, oh, he's the killing like, us
0: <laughs> I, it, we keep trying the same trick and it doesn't work anytime like we keep thinking like well we need to introduce them to american ideals well, what American ideals, divorce and abortion? Like, why, why are we introducing them to that? That's not helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What is the American way? Mm. Right? I mean, I'm kind of afraid of the answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think the thing that, that superseded everything else was the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. The pursuit of happiness is the American ideal now.
1: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, that would be the American way, but I don't. we don't see a lot of that in America as far as like people who are truly free, you mm. know? In a lot of ways as far as debt and low income just just generations of of poverty and uh equal opportunity equal results you know equal rights like and that yeah yeah it's it's hard because it's like if you're gonna those would be the the um, uh, american way and i would believe those things are true and right and good absolutely Mm -hmm. but it's it's this materialism that gets put in right, right? it's this like man-centered earthly kingdom centered kind of mm. mentality that gets here so it's not we're not trying to truly liberate people from sin right it's from the 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 death and their sin and trespasses it's we're trying to bring democracy to them we're trying to right. bring apple pie and baseball to them <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like oh, okay i mean that's sure but you know, that's, how about true liberty, true freedom, true justice, you know, that that's only defined in the Bible.
0: Right. And I think we forget that like apple pie and baseball are the result of Christian philosophy having an influence on America. Like the good stuff that we have comes from the fact that our foundation was built on that idea that there was a creator and yeah. it didn't just give us rights and dignity, but it also gave us responsibilities. Yeah. Like, uh, I had a, a uh, thing discussion with some other people before about the right to vote and how now it's a right but back then it was considered a, a privilege mm. and it came with responsibilities right yeah and it still does to an extent now uh if you if you register to vote you have to be registered to do jury duty and mm. uh the draft as the draft, well
2: yeah. right
0: so there's some responsibility in it but back then there was more responsibilities like there was the idea of bucket duty that yeah, if a fire broke up yeah yeah you might get drafted real i'm not,
1: duty. I'm real not getting
0: drafted i got a faulty pancreas i ain't going nowhere
1: well then your rights just jump down
0: <laughs> i'm putting this guy on the front line
2: half a vote
0: i always wonder what if it gets bad and they're like no nah, we need bodies just go out there <laughs> take, a bullet, take a bullet for an able-bodied guy just get Able. in the way
1: one a
2: <laughs> Frontline infantry. <infrastructure. laughs>
1: that was the, that's the, it's a wonderful life. Mr. Potter is on the draft <laughs> board. 1A. 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 Is there, man, no one, is there, no one got filled out? Is there a better
0: idea of like the American ideal than it's a wonderful life?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a, um, the, the, yeah, that's a good, that's a good little window into that like um, compassionate, Versus cold-hearted, right way to do things, yeah.
0: And that's it, the the dichotomy is that all George Bailey wanted was the pursuit of happiness. Like he was gonna get out of Bedford Falls. He was gonna leave behind the building and loan and his dopey uncle.
2: Yeah, and
0: he was gonna get out of here and do big things. But because he stayed out of a sense of responsibility, he saved the town.
1: What do you, what do you think? Of, what do you think about his father, though? Of so, like that was that was his. Conflict and that was his right. thing of like he he had big dreams for himself and you could right. kind of see how that 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 might have been selfish right. right and he spent his whole life not wanting to be unselfish but was right. but f- you know forced you out of duty but, but yeah begrudgingly being being right. giving and unselfish and in whatever to the talents people and to you know whatever he hated it he hated his life right right which he was never born and. So, but what do you think about like? Because there's that part uh, when when his father dies, mm-hmm. and uh, Mister Potter is talking about like, okay, well I, you know, we need to get rid of this building and loan because they're just giving loans out on a handshake, right? And to their friends and to whatever, and it's like we're trying to make money, we're trying to right. increase profits for shareholders and that whole thing, and. uh George, George's like speak speech, in that that time was mm-hmm. like, you know, we're trying to help people out. You know, you you're, you're telling them to to wait and save, wait and save for what? Till their children are get old and leave them, till they're mm-hmm. too old and broken down to do anything with this house they bought. You know, but that I, that would be the like responsible way to do it. Of like, right. well, save money and don't get in debt and don't you know whatever. But he's saying like, well, we need, you know uh, handouts or like a hand up mm. of like giving somebody a loan. Maybe they can't really come through on. Right. right. But I, but they're good, but they're good people. Right. So, you know, kind of a wink and a nod and a handshake and you get this loan for a house. Right. And, they, and then and Mr. Potter's thing was like, well, they really have no collateral at all right. to, for this loan, you know? And, 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 that, and, you know, he's like, he says like, Oh, like this, uh, Ernie Hudson or whatever his name, you know, he, uh, cab driver yeah i do have it memorized uh, <laughs> uh he's like cab driver you know whatever and he's like oh i, I wrote George george i wrote that loan i you know he's he's got a good job and i can vouch for his character he's like oh it's a friend of yours he's like, yeah he's like oh see you shoot pool with somebody and you get a loan for a house right you know the employee here and it's like that I, I wouldn't say that that is necessarily a good way to do it but that was kind of the building and loan george bailey brother bailey brothers way right you know and i think a lot of people have that idea too of like this this compassionate uh attitude towards those things and like how that's the way it should that's the american way that's how it should be with like love and compassion and understanding and like kindness and forget the profits right it's like oh you misplaced five thousand dollars or whatever it was you're, you're done right Right, well, Mr. Potter misplaced five thousand dollars. Is- his business isn't done. He can still right. make loans to people, and and then now all of a sudden I'm the one defending Mr. Potter, and I don't, <laughs> like now that's Mr. Potter is the villain, the capitalist, the the one who wants some sort of substantial collateral for a loan is the right. villain.
0: He's the ruthless. He's the ruthless not villain. To Bedford Falls,
1: when Bailey Brothers could have been done. On any one of those subprime loans, for <laughs> that he's dished out, and you know, Bailey Brothers' basic practices were basically what crashed the housing market in 08. and that sucks. That's those were the villains today, but well, they were giving loans out to to Walmart workers for houses.
0: <laughs> well, and the problem is that oh man. So the problem is when when George Bailey. And his his father and his uncle were giving out loans to people that they knew they couldn't pay back. It was with the idea that we're doing this because we want to do something good for you.
1: Good people do good things. Yeah, but you can't do
2: I that.
0: Here's
1: the difference: you're, your business. If, if you're God, I get what you're, you're saying. Do that, and that's but the th- thing. People think government is God. Even yes. the religious right. Yes. Even the religious right. But both right and left have this godly view of government, of like, well, they're cradle to grave. They're going to take care of me. So I right. gotta vote for the right person who's gonna take care of me, you know. And it's well, like that's so the like unlimited resources that this government has,
0: right? But the difference is that the loans that were given out that caused the housing crisis were intended to be predatory. Like I don't care if you don't make the payment; I'll take the hit because I'm gonna get your stuff back.
1: Well, yeah, there was the the problem with that was that the, the bank got uh, subsidized and like right. got got money for writing a loan, right? Right? So, it's, so it's, it's all beneficial. Beneficial. what we're going to be doing all day, right? <laughs> loans, Right. You know, and, 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 it, but the problem also too with that was I think they were allowed to make crap loans prime. They were making like subprime loans prime and that mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily all their fault. And that was the thing too, with the banks is that, so say Wells Fargo doesn't give a bank, doesn't give a loan or more, or, JP Moore, whatever, like one of the right. banks doesn't give a loan for a home a home loan because they're subprime. And like, look, we've studied your income. You're a waitress. <laughs> we you have no collateral, nothing down, no down Like, we can't give you this loan. Right.
2: Unfortunately, right? right? You
1: know, and that's unfortunate for us because we don't get the subsidies for the loans or whatever. We don't get the money for these loans, right? Right. Well that person says okay thanks goes down to chase <laughs> and chase does it right and they get the money from the government and they get the the their, their business grows right and j p morgan or or you know wells fargo whoever, is like well what the heck like i that's a subprime situation i i can't, I, I did the right thing but now i don't get have money right chase did the wrong thing and gave out this loan, and they have money. Mm-hmm. They got money. So, what are you? What are you going to do if you're Wells Fargo? It's like if they don't do it here, they're going to do it there. So I might as well grow my business. If everybody, it's like everybody roiding out. You know, it's like oh, I'm going to say no to to steroids, but 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 you know, the guy on um, the the hitter on the other baseball team is doing He's roids. You know, and, yeah. and, no, and no one's batting on. He's hitting home runs, and it's like, well, what the heck? If everybody's roiding out, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm in favor of everybody roiding out in sport. Everybody do it. It's awesome. Everybody's juicing. Why can't I juice, right? Like, oh, I got my morality, my principles. A lot of good that's doing me, whatever, right? <laughs> well, the problem is financial the si- you know, financial view. You know, it's like – and, that's, and that's, what, that's what led to that was right. all those things. But Well, the
0: problem is the presupposition at the bottom that the government is thinking if we help these people, they will do good with the help that we're giving them.
1: Yeah. As opposed but to the – reason. people rebound, are more inherently good.
0: Right, exactly. That's the problem. The idea that if we give you something, you're gonna do something good with it. Well, not necessarily, and more than likely not. Yeah. I remember uh, going to Walmart when uh, the government announced that they were doing the the stimulus checks for all of this stuff going on. Everyone's getting their $1,200.
2: Yeah.
0: Walmart was restocking all the TVs like They were out of other stuff, but they were like, we know they're going to be here, and they're going to be picking up these TVs, so we're stocking up. And they were right. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: the first
0: thing people did with their money after getting unemployed was go blow it on TVs and stuff because we're not responsible <laughs> as people. That's what we do.
1: I saw a picture of a like a, a baby tiger, and it was like, I'm going to name him Stimulus. <laughs> 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 tiger King, was that? That's the
0: problem with, it's the problem with socialism and I think libertarianism at the same time. Is this idea no. that if you let people govern themselves, they'll do good. Or if you give people what they need, they'll do good with it.
1: Well, but, I think the libertarian view is, like, you let people govern themselves. They don't give a crap what they do. <laughs> like, if they want to shoot heroin under a bridge, that's their prerogative. Which I, sounds
0: so uncaring, like, unloving. Yeah,
1: but Ayn <laughs> <Anne> Rand, like,
0: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to help anybody. I'm just here to get by.
1: Yeah, there's no responsibility for to help anyone. Right. It's like, oh, that's not true. That That's not.
0: Do you ever – I never read Atlas Shrugged, but because uh, it's like 12000 I, never, $3, had
1: three, I never had three months to set aside a new book. <laughs> <laughs> I was, know. Uh, they did I a
2: movie.
1: Think... Yeah, someone, uh, I think, oh, no, that was something else, Cloud Atlas. That was No, a different... I haven't
0: seen that, but I really want to see that. That's the one. Oh, want...
1: oh, really? Yeah, it's a Wachowski movie. And Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. That's why Lauren watched it, and it's, it's, she was like, oh, it was weird. <laughs> it's too, they, they
0: use the same cast to play different characters in different time periods. Uh, I'm already annoyed. Yeah, I know, right? But anyways, uh, so I'm watching uh, Atlas Shrugged because I'm like, I'm going to watch this and see if it's worth investing my when time. When did that come out? What was that? It was like a- Years ago. It was on Netflix. I don't know oh. if it was an indie film that they picked up or if it was a Netflix original,
1: but- Like 10 years ago? Like five, six years ago. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh. No fanfare, because who reads Ayn-, Ayn Ryan? Ayn Rand. But uh so there was there's a point where you get to see how miserable I, I don't even remember the main character's name is.
2: But John he, Galt.
0: No, John Galt is not the main guy because that's the whole thing, isn't it? Who is John Galt? Oh. He's like the ideal do
1: just know the name John Galt from Atlas, Shows. Yeah,
0: I don't even know the main guy's know. name. It's irrelevant. He's he's a he's a stand-in. She wasn't writing a novel, she was writing a, a philosophical dissertation. So you get to see how miserable his life is because his family are all freeloaders. Everybody takes his money. He's the only mm. one. that produces. They're all lazy layabouts. And then, you know, him and his wife have a horrible, loveless marriage that nobody, you know, they don't care for each other at all. She doesn't respect him. He doesn't care for her. Yeah. So he goes on some business retreat and meets some other hyper capitalist woman and they have an affair. And that's supposed to be like the high point of the movie. You're supposed to be happy that they got together, even though it's an affair. Because it's like, but they have the right ideas, so they should be together. This is how this works. <laughs> like it's the pursuit of happiness. What what makes you happy? Well, this thing makes me happy, and they're lazy layabouts anyway. So who cares about them? they mm-hmm. nothing matters what they do. They're not contributing yeah. to society anyway.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Like libertarianism, I, I think I'd be a libert. What is it? I, I'd be a libertarian if there was a objective moral standard. Right. Libertarianism. There's no objective moral standard. No with libertarianism it's it literally is that you do you kind of thing and it's like well i don't i'm not responsible for anybody else right like pragmatist kind of um self self self-sustaining self uh self-centered self-reliance yeah self-reliance but like that's it like like i don't have a responsibility to care for my neighbor which is an anti-Christian right.
0: idea. Well, I mean, you know? it, I feel like libertarians like let's take them to Judges and we'll see how that works out. Like the Book of Judges is an argument against libertarianism.
1: <laughs> yeah, because objective moral standard. It's like right. what Everybody did all was accountable accountable to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's crazy. But So I, we're we're both post millennial. So we don't think the government's going to save us in any way that's that's tangible. They may do good things, but inevitably they're going to take some steps backwards because they're still people at the end of the day. They're just faulty, sinful people who are going to make faulty, sinful decisions. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. So part of me had this, this conversation this, with somebody this week. We were talking about, I have a worry that post-millennialism is going to fall into the same trap as... Premillennial dispensationalism. How? Huh. Where premillennial dispensationalism has the idea that why would we do anything about the world? We're just going to be taken away and it's going to be destroyed. My worry is that postmillennialism mm-hmm. will have the idea of like, well, why do I need to fight these social things? We've already won. We know God wins in the end. So mm-hmm. they don't, how do I say this? They don't want to fight for things like, freedom of speech or things like that because it's like, well, America doesn't matter. If America gets destroyed, the kingdom of God still advances, which is true. But I think it can lead to a, a kind of inactivity in that way.
1: Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, yeah. Have not putting your hope in, not putting Speaking your up. faith in. It's fun. God, it's been like that for a while. He's come back very soon. Well, I don't know about very soon, but, um, <laughs> Back it up. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's hard for like the idea of like I'm not going to put my faith and hope in the government and apathy. Right. Like that right. is a you don't want to. You shouldn't be completely like uninvolved because like you know what do you think about you know people say like well Christians just shouldn't be involved with government.
0: But I think that's insane.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: Because how do you how do you get to complain about the government doesn't do things that honor God and then say I'm not going to get involved in government even though I don't complain
1: don't complain just it's that apathy of like well it's just a right right on both sides so right right. I'm going to just love Jesus and just preach the gospel and forget the country
2: right
0: right exactly which is the I think that's the danger that post millennialism can head
1: towards yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, all the post millennial people we follow are not apathetic towards right, government a, politics stuff. So. Only a
0: few people in the country, you know.
1: Yeah, but like, I, I, so I, who do you like? I, I'm trying to think of a post mill, like prominent post mill voice or person that is kind of like in the intellectual conversation that isn't involved or like very interested in the pol- in politics and government. Like everybody is, you know, right. Rush, like you know, well, Rush Dooney and like Greg Bonson. And you know all these people like well, they're I, I well, they're pre-sub. I don't know, they are uh, just being, yeah, they're
0: post mill the, the,
2: I,
1: the, I think it's almost pre-sub They they be post mill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but James White's not, He's pre-sub. Yeah, I don't post-mill. think James White knows what he is yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm all mill. What's the, yeah, all mill. Yeah, that <laughs> one. Gotta talk about Leighton flowers again. I'm all mill, I don't wanna study it. Uh, yeah. That's
0: what MacArthur had a quote this week about how uh, <sighs> post millennialism is incompatible with Calvinism. And I was like, what are
1: you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because
0: MacArthur's full pre mill.
1: Yeah, but is he like. He's not like Disby pre mill. He's not like left behind. He's not left behind, guy. He's very much not post mill. Yeah, but is he like John Piper? And like. Post mill is not popular, bro. Like, No, I, I'm aware it's. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> A lot of people don't, aren't pro. Aren't well, I mean, most things are correct, they're not popular. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, hard, it's hard not to be apathetic because, you know, I always hold it in my head like America could end tomorrow and that right. does nothing to Christianity. And we're, we're concerned with the gospel and Jesus, right. following Jesus, do what he says, and the Bible and absolute truth and Christianity and the kingdom of God. That has right. nothing to do with America you know, in, like, American politics or whatever. But at the same time, I, I think America in the United States is getting a lot of things right, mm. and I think we should try and do those things that are right, that line up with the Bible, and that's it. Like, not don't worry about everything else, and, like, and don't put your faith in it. Vote for it. Like, I think Christians should vote, but vote your values, vote your biblical Christian worldview values as, as – much as you can, whatever, whatever should, that means.
0: Should Christians run for office?
1: Yeah, I think so. But again, it's like when you get there, you're going to have the backbone to actually say, hmm. I'm doing this because the Bible says it's right.
2: Right. Well, so you're, you're not going
1: to sure. last five, <laughs> five seconds.
2: <Yeah>. Real sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, how crazy did you want to run for office and actually be consistent? You're not going to get very far, I think. Talk.
0: How crazy is that, that we have so many people who profess to be Christians in the country, and if we had a president who was like, well, we're running on biblical principles. They probably wouldn't win. Boo.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. No. <laughs> they probably wouldn't win.
1: I mean, that's like, sure. Like, so, if, if, yeah, Christians should run for office, but if you're going to stay consistent with what you actually believe and why you believe and where that truth comes from, I don't think you're going to last very long. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, but it's like, okay, like, but, but maybe you will. I don't know. Like, who who might have thought that about these insane woke leftist ideas? That's true. Uh, defund the police? I'm not gonna get far with that. Now you could probably run a campaign on defund the police. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? With fifty years ago, like, are you crazy? You can't say that in politics. Well, now you can. Well, maybe one day you can say, "I'm gonna do this because it's it's right with the biblical worldview because the Bible says this is right." Mm. I don't know. I mean, crazier things are happening right now. <laughs> so you <laughs> you know,
2: what, there's a thousand
1: genders and defund the police, and
2: <laughs> and it's uh, taken off. down me.
1: George Washington and Grant statues, and we're applauding you.
0: But you know what? The difference is that is that doesn't re- that doesn't require anything of me. If we if we get rid of everything, if we get rid of what came before, if we run on those platforms, that doesn't require me to do anything. I can do whatever I want. If someone runs on a biblical platform, it's like what you're telling me: sin and repentance. Yeah, you're and, accountable to something. Yeah, that requires yeah. stuff, and I don't like that idea. Yeah, I like God when He protects my freedoms, not when He tells me not to do things.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we do have this more just like traditional American view, and we, we've we, that's that's been blended with this Christian view because I think so many things do fall in line of like our inherent rights as image bearers of God, you know, I I think somebody, some of those things do fall in line, but then some don't. And then they're just like, but we're not willing to admit when it veers. Right. Right. We're we're willing to admit like, Oh, well, that's not biblical. You know, it's like, well, it's, it's on the religious right. What are you talking about? I I disagree with, you know, whatever. (laughs) Religious right. boy. I know.
0: Well, I mean the problem with the religious right is they look a lot like the Pharisees.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what my that's what my pastor was saying too. He was like forget about how you're going to look, right? Because you're never going to please everybody. To some people you're going to be too conservative and to other people you're going to be too liberal. So right. you can't be like and that's it. Like if you he said if you're following Christ, you're not going to fall into a party box. Like you're just not like you're going to things are going to sound too liberal and they're going to sound too conservative, but they're going to meet they're going to be biblically aligned. Right, and that's uh, that should be our concern, despite mm. where that falls politically, you know. And and honestly, I think the the party politics of like this binary choice of left and right and whatever is kind of being skewed, you know. Because I wouldn't consider Donald Trump a Republican, no. a conservative Republican. Right, he's not. So it's like, what is he? I know that's how he ran as, and right. people swallowed that hole, But he's not. <laughs> he just literally isn't. So it's like he is this third party, but the left hate him. Right. You know what I mean? He's not a Republican conservative, but the left hate him. So what is this guy? He's not like, he's a third party candidate. Right. He won. Right. Bernie Sanders, same kind of thing. He's not a classical liberal Democrat in right. like, you know, Democrats hate him. They constantly sabotaging his campaign. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's two out, out of their box, but he's running as a Democrat. And, the right hates him so what is that guy you know you've got these prominent candidates that are coming up and winning who don't fit into these traditional boxes so
0: that's so, that's so crazy that hey who thinking, knows maybe Bernie we might Sanders be is a, Bernie Sanders is a career politician in the United States of America as a Democratic socialist like' that's, <laughs> that's insane
1: <laughs> it, openly in favor of yeah, red lines that's Insane, openly in favor of bread lines.
0: Well, bread lines are fair, right? Everybody they, gets what they
1: need and they, nothing right. more. I don't see what the what, what, what bread lines the, the line is bread. Oh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, uh, my favorite, um, uh, Bernie Sanders impersonation is Ben Shapiro's. <laughs> goes, he goes right into it and get vanilla pudding.
2: and uh. He,
1: <laughs> It almost goes into like an Asian accent.
2: Yeah. He takes it, it Mickey
0: Rooney
1: up there. <laughs> Bill the Butcher. Freaking. Uh, oh gangs, gangs of New York. <laughs> <Oopsie> <laughs> daisy. <laughs> the the apology, apology Radio did the, like uh, Bernie Sanders or Bill the Butcher? <laughs> so they'd read a line in the imperson- They'd read a sentence, a quote from either. Uh, Bernie Sanders or Bill the Butcher, and you have to figure like to uh, figure out if it was who, who was. Wretched, uh, Wretched Radio did a thing this week where
0: they were like, "Is it a Hillsong song or is it a modern pop song?" <laughs> and I failed because I thought for sure it was a Hillsong song and it was a Celine Dion song. Oh man, it sounded so similar. Or they didn't play it; they just had the lyrics. And I was like, "Well, you can't make it this obvious. It's obviously a Hillsong, and it was a Celine Dion."
1: Yeah, a lot of songs if you change the word "lord" with "baby." Yeah, it'd be a top forty hit. Like, well, that's
0: Lauren Daigle, right?
1: You <laughs> yeah. say I am loved. Well, you, who's the you?
0: That doesn't matter.
1: It's you. You, you
0: baby, you. you
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, God. <laughs>
0: so, what do you think? Because the one of the things I picked up from Wilson, and I think is an important thing to not forget, is about the idea of. Uh, strategic battlegrounds, right? Like you don't want to put all your effort into a thing that doesn't accomplish anything once you win it, right? Yeah. So, for instance, we put all of our effort—and what I say, we—I say American evangelicals put all our effort into getting a Republican president nominee. We did that, and it hasn't done anything for us, right? All that effort, all that campaigning, all that was
1: wasted. He held the Bible. He held—I <laughs> think he held it upside
0: down too. He that's, held
1: the—he <laughs> held the Bible in front of a church. In
0: front of a church. Who is uh, I think Babylon right B.
1: gassed a bunch of people
0: <laughs> Babylon B. had the joke that the real offensive thing wasn't that he held a Bible but that it was in front of a Methodist church. <laughs> yeah,
1: super it. liberal, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So what's the what's a right after he tear gassed a bunch of peaceful protesters.
0: Well, I mean, you know, what are you gonna do?
1: Joe Rogan Joe Rogan said he, he was holding that bible like a dirty diaper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah, is <isn't> that weird? <laughs> As big of a man as Trump is, he has like this weird effeminate motion to everything he does.
1: Yeah, he does his little like.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. I love when he wants to emphasize a word too and he like makes his mouth run like China,
2: (laughs) very weird.
1: Call China virus because it comes from China. And then he walks away like, thank you. (laughs) So good, China. Have you seen oh, that meme? Have you seen that meme where it's like it's like they distorted his face, where it's just like a giant Trump face and eyes and a mouth in front of it. It's like it just says China. <laughs> I have to send it to you. It's like this weird distorted face where it's just all face, two eyes, and a mouth. It's just like China. <laughs> Sometimes I love that he exists, and then sometimes I remember he's in charge of everything. Oh, he's a cartoon character. He is that that wrestling kayfabe. Like, there's there's a kayfabe going on. Right? You talk about about kayfabe? Yeah. With this president, there's a little bit of like.
0: For sure. He's kayfabe all the time. The problem is he's living the gimmick. That's the problem. Can you
1: define, can you describe kayfabe? So,
0: kayfabe is the idea that there's reality. (laughs) But whenever the camera's on or anyone is watching, you're in character. How is that not Donald Trump? That's exactly what he is. I'm probably off camera. No, for sure. That's the problem. He's living the gimmick. He took it too far.
1: He's
0: Rick Flair at this point, and it's just sad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! 70 years
0: old. Oh, man. So... Politics has proven to be an an unprofitable uh, battleground for the time being. Maybe in a couple of years it'll change, but as of now, it didn't help. So strategically yeah. speaking, what's a better battleground to focus our efforts on?
1: The hearts and minds of people. Mm. I mean, I, honestly, like I think we should be more concerned where people's hearts and minds are in a godly worldview, it shouldn't be, I I think, and maybe this is why I like apologetics and stuff so much because Mm -hmm. it isn't about your political idea versus political idea, because ultimately they both lead to man and materialism and those kind of principles and things. Mm -hmm. It should be worldview versus worldview and, and seeing what makes these things intelligible, liberty, freedom, justice, morality love reason what makes these things intelligible because we could talk about them all day from our different political camps or whatever but if we're just talking about man-made conventions uh, or whatever of the times then what are we talking about we're not talking about anything we're talking about something that's just gonna blow in the wind change five years from now Right. right but if we're talking about what what makes these things mean anything well that only comes from a Christian biblical godly worldview and that can be proven and that can be shown and that can be demonstrated. I think it is demonstrated by every, how everyone lives their life. They don't live as if these things are just conventions. Um, so I, I think we should emphasize more on that. Sharing the gospel, sharing biblical truth, no matter how unpopular to any, any party, right? Sharing a biblical truth of compassion and kindness that might stray from the uh, profit margins of capitalist philosophy. Mm-hmm right? Right. Because it will. I mean, sometimes it will. There's, right. there's that, the materialism again, right? I mean,
2: that's, the,
0: Jesus, give to everybody who asks and don't expect anything in return. Yeah. What are it's you not, talking about? I need a return on my investment.
1: It's not transactional. Right. Love your enemies. What? Mm. You know? What do I get out of that? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is this, this grace-filled, uh, hope-filled, godly, biblical, godly worldview that I think we should be promoting. And, you know, sometimes it's going to look too far left. Sometimes it's gonna to look too far right, but we can't worry about that as much as we can. It's so hard to, right? People are so medi- so fast to put you in a box, right? Label you something and call you something, and it's like, look, just shake that off and and share biblical truth. And another thing is, you have to know biblical truth and know how these things lie What what aligns with the biblical worldview, right? And the way you're gonna do that is from reading your Bible, right. right? We're gonna attack this and, and like win the culture war or whatever with. Scripture with truth,
2: right?
0: Well, I mean, it comes back to that idea of like culture wars. Like we I, we talked about before, just like there's only one kingdom. There's only two cultures. Yeah, the culture of God and the culture of the world. Yeah. So if you're fighting for like a,
1: well, so there's there's one well, there's only one there's only one culture, mm. God God's culture, God's kingdom, and rebels to that culture. Okay. Rebels right. to that kingdom. Right. They don't have a culture. They don't have a kingdom. Mm. They're chaos. Their kingdom is chaos. It's chaos
2: chaos
1: and anarchy in a materialist. We're all matter in motion. It's like, yeah, no kidding. Sometimes that matter in motion is a bullet to one each other, you know, (laughs) or a fist in the face or whatever. That's
0: that's the problem with like the Republican ideal too, is that we don't want to change hearts and minds. We just want well behaved. You don't got to like it, but this is how it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem because you just have a generation of people who are resentful to the law and then eventually they're going to take over and say they, the democratic party and social liberals are very good at the long game. Yeah. Right. So that's why we have this idea of like this education has been taken over by Marxist ideas. Why? Well, because it played mm. like the long game? They got into a place yeah. where it was strategic. Yeah. They could shape the minds of young people. You're not going to change an old person's mind. You're going to change yeah. a young person's
1: mind before it's molded. I um, think part of that too is have children. Christians yes. make disciples.
2: Mm. The in second part of that, one.
1: don't send them to school, to public school. To school. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because all those people, all, the, the godless worldview is not having children. They're killing mm. their children, right. right, in mass numbers. The Christians are having children. Now, that's only helpful if you don't send them to the people <laughs> who are killing their children and indoctrinating them with a godless worldview, right? right? So have children and homeschool them. <laughs> or uh yeah, whatever you can to not, you know, these government schools are like you, – You you want to stop the secularization of America? Pull, every Christian, pull your kid out of public school.
0: Oh, man, but I can't Constant. afford my four-bedroom like that.
1: You're in that two-income trap. The Materialism, again, you're in that materialistic right. pursuit. The pursuit right? of happiness is the highest ideal. Pursuit of stuff. Hmm. It's like, I need my new car. I need my 10-bedroom house. I need, you know – whatever i like that you know like a picture of a boat in a hummer like a big house and it's like the i can't afford to homeschool starter pack <laughs> <laughs> my mom my mom homeschooled two kids working three jobs as a single mom with no college degree barely a high school degree
0: well that's what you know i don't, don't want to
1: hear it like it's <laughs> what your kids well, minds and souls worth to you
0: there was a when i was still still sometimes i see anti vax things from anti vax people pop up on facebook Ugh. and they i know they were praising these ladies in uh california i think it was who were getting arrested because they were they were uh protesting at the capitol and refusing to leave because they were protesting the idea of mandates for vaccines for public school and i was like well, why don't you leave california and the, the, the attitude was like, well, we can't do that. It was like, well, why? Like, what do you care about? You want to get on?
1: arrested. Yeah, but you don't want to leave California. move.
0: There's 49 states where you can do whatever you want with your kids, but you're married to the idea of this California life. You don't want to leave that.
1: The weather's pretty good. Right? 70
0: degrees in the winter is not bad. <laughs> I love my kids, but not 70 degrees.
1: <laughs> but not 101 temperature in Arizona <laughs> or Texas. No way.
0: And I think that's what you know. Uh, Jesus talks about when he said, anyone who doesn't count the cost before they begin is like somebody who decides to build a tower and then doesn't take yeah. into account how much it's going to cost him, and they just become a laughingstock. Yeah. Like that. I think a lot of us are like, I'm all in for God. I'm I'm for this Christianization of America. And then we're like, wait, is it going to cost me things?
1: Yeah. It's going to be hard. Hmm? I didn't know there was work involved in this. What is this whole persecute? What? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: I don't like that. come me. This? And then yeah. we're talking Jefferson again. <laughs> Cutting up Bibles.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, I know that's the big thing is like, well, I can't afford to homeschool my kids. Well, you're probably in a two-income trap, mm. um, <laughs> living off this two-income lifestyle, and uh, your wife is working a job really don't like, but right. um, you got to keep these cars and houses, so that's it. Um, and yeah, there's that. And, and also, well, I'm not qualified to teach my kids. I don't. I don't know how to teach my five-year-old. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, like, you gonna talk about teaching kids calculus yet? You know, you can. There's there's resources for that, but again, didn't you go to a public school where they taught these things? <laughs> so you're telling me you went to a public school and you didn't learn anything, or even learn at least even enough to teach your kids basic. Mm. Principles of these things. Now you want to send your kids to these public schools so they can grow up and not know anything either, not be able to teach their kids? It sounds like a vicious circle of, of dumbness or something. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, you have well, First of all, in public schools, you're not taught to think. these government right. schools, you're not taught to think. You're taught to pass classes right. and be a cog in a machine. It's
0: a question and right?
1: response. It, they're, 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 they're molding you in these government mm-hmm. schools for either. A cubicle or a prison cell, right? Either way, you gotta ask someone to go to the bathroom, right? Or like, <laughs> you have to—you know you punch in, punch out, wait, sit, and stand up, sit down, wait. But right. government schools are not training anyone to be their own boss, no. <laughs> or how to do any to think for themselves, how to think logically, think critically. They're teaching how to pass a test because their school needs money, and right. that's on okay. test scores and district right. and property value. And <laughs> all these things. So, and I read something where, like, something like 80%, some shocking number, like 80% of parents said they would not send their kids back to school if they opened this year.
0: Yeah, I did see that like, too. Yeah.
1: That's good news, I think, for anybody's anti government school. Like, wow, what? What are you going right? to do? I think they saw how useless it is. Like, everybody stopped going to school and nothing happened. Well, they got to sit in with their teachers all day. Yeah, oh, man. Think, like, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. <laughs> and and also, I saw something too of like, good grades can count for students, but bad grades cannot count against them hmm. in this COVID teaching, remote teaching thing. So you literally cannot fail. And some kids aren't even showing up. There's like a lot of kids are just going AWOL.
2: Yeah, no why would count you-
1: them? It's like well, I don't know where they are. <laughs> you know, they're just doing something. <laughs> parents are central workers, and so they're at home trying to do home computer schools for themselves, and it's not happening. <laughs> They're just skipping out. Well, what do you expect? So people, kids get a free year. And it's something that can be thrown away so easily and disregarded as, like, the importance of public school it can be right. just off aside. Like, hey, I'll just scratch this year. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? How, how important is this to you, education system?
0: <laughs> well, I love when that kind of stuff happens because then it is like, oh, this really doesn't
1: matter. Yeah, it's like, wait a second, I this was like, crucial, like, I'm going to die if I don't pass the test. Well, now you're, you're going to die if you go take the test. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's insane. All right, well, man, well, so we wrap we're up. In
0: America, so that's where we're at right
1: now. What?
0: We're anti-American, <laughs> we're opposed to everything America stands for. No way, for. man.
1: Back-to-back back World War champs. Boom. So, yeah, I
0: think we need, we need to remember and, and think going forward. That, I wouldn't rather live anywhere
1: else. Oh, absolutely not.
0: Not not anywhere else and not in any other time.
1: I wouldn't rather be a black guy in any in other country. <laughs> I wouldn't rather be a gay guy in any other country. I wouldn't rather be – you know what I mean? Like I think we're doing a lot of things right as far as that goes, as far as rights and compassion and kindness for our citizens for overall, time. no matter what mainstream media might tell you. Like the statistics right. are there. Like it's better to be – all these marginalized groups in america than pretty much any other country right so there's a lot of, a lot of things going right i mean i'm glad <laughs> i'm born here <laughs> It's like i'm proud are you proud of america well i don't know i'm glad i was born here right. i got lucky yeah would <laughs> 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 rather be born anywhere else because <laughs> like <I say>, i'm <laughs> proud of us but <laughs> i don't want to live anywhere else
0: the real problem and i think where we, where we landed the, to, to wrap it all up is that the problem with america is that we keep looking at america as our savior and our ultimate uh kingdom
1: government is god Right. Yeah.
0: When in reality, we're citizens of the heavenly kingdom first. Yes. And our God is God. Yeah. That's who That's who the ruler supreme is.
1: Like, what if we really took that seriously? Like, mm. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God first. Then I'm an American. Then I'm a Texan. Then I'm a San Antonio, whatever. Yeah.
0: Can we be a Texan first and then an American? <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs> Texas can still secede, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have the option to leave if we <laughs> want to. See. Just checking. I, I think Texas should, should secede. And Dan Crenshaw is the president of Texas. Oh man, that would be awesome. Ooh, I don't I know. Guess I my fingers. That would just be it. But, you know. <laughs> all right, I I'm gonna head out. <laughs> Dan Crenshaw come be our president of Texas. Oh man, man. Are
0: we taking a look though when the president has an eye patch? Like he's always a super villain.
1: <sighs> superhero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what superhero wears an eye patch?
1: Oh man, we can find one. 2nd I'm telling you, like Dan Grenshaw is just so reasonable, so like not talks like a politician, he just talks like a leader. He's a Navy SEAL that went to Harvard got blown up. Like, I think he, he knows how to lead under harsh circumstances, All right? You know what I mean? There's no leadership We're, Our our nation is starved for leadership, just talking mm. about basic physical principles of leadership of people that we're we're lacking and starving for leadership well i think, that- think joe biden's leading the democratic party <laughs> you're out of your mind someone's you leading
0: him to the bathroom how's he gonna leave the democratic party
1: i <laughs> think trump is leading the country right now you're <laughs> out of your mind you think you think there's any sort of leadership and people are looking to people are looking at andrew cuomo for leadership the highest death rate in the state with his, of all do you see the,
0: the, the pierce nipple conspiracy Oh, he does!
1: Oh my <laughs> God, what a psycho! You, you can't that, follow. Speaking you want that to generate?
0: <laughs> speaking as a man with facial piercings, you can't follow a guy with <laughs> pierced nipples.
1: Ah, <Ugh>. he does. <laughs> freaking debauch. Freaking.
0: So, on that subject, uh, maybe next week we'll talk about masculinity because I think the problem with leadership is that we don't have uh, masculinity in America anymore.
1: Masculinity—that's a good one. Masculinity leadership. Yeah. Uh, talks of masculinity versus biblical mm-hmm. masculinity. Right. That, it's something I've actually done a lot of research on. Yeah, read several books on biblical masculinity, so I would love to talk about. not' done me good, Because <laughs> you're still tiny
0: and ineffective, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, this dad
1: bods, like corporate.
0: <laughs> you know what? I was I was working with some. We'll close up, but I was working with some comic book stuff this week because I was doing an art project, and I found some of those old Charles Atlas ads. Mm. Or even you can be a man. All you I gotta do is send man. away for I'm this
1: weakling. Don't look at me.
0: You don't have so to get sand kicked in your face and sand in that
1: kid's face. Oh man, I that's love
0: that. Weeks, you can be lifting two girls on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. that's uh, flex Mentallo. That's where they got the the. Oh dude,
1: flex mentalo so good.
0: Oh, I love flex mentalo. Oh, what well, We're gonna have to talk about comics one day. Just get on here and do it.
1: What's yeah. a way to like weave it into? to the worldview you know what we totally can I've yeah, been totally sure. can. we've into uh read super gods did you read super gods yes i did read super gods did i let you borrow it no i bought it i actually went and
0: bought super gods
1: okay i let somebody borrow it and they didn't read it no it always happens they give it back but a lot of times i don't get the book back yeah. and i am so mad that's like you
2: gave a coaster, basically
1: personally attacked <laughs> like a microaggression you don't return my book. You don't, a, you don't read it. That's a microaggression.
0: I'm gonna get you one of those uh passive aggressive home library sets where you can stamp it before you lend it out to somebody. <laughs> Just a real dick. Like I'm keeping track of all this. check checked out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming by.
1: All right. Peace. See you. Bye.